Christ on a Cracker, everybody. Um, it's me, your host, Stu McAllister. I uh, just did a podcast on my own for approximately an hour. <laughs> and it wasn't recording. God, motherfucker. Uh, I was due. I'm due. I'm due for that to happen. I'm due for it to happen. I'm glad it happened today on this one where it's just myself. Uh, so I can go through and, and do things relatively easily because it's just me talking to nobody in particular. And maybe I can sharpen it up. It was a little loosey-goosey. That's all I'm going to say. It was a little loosey-goosey. And I had some problems. But hey, this is the uh, the Patreon episode. Woo-woo-woo, Patreon. But you're going, hey, Stu, it's not on Patreon. And uh, I will 100% agree with you that it is not on Patreon. Because when I try, Patreon is goofy. It will log you out for whatever reason. And uh, for whatever reason, it, it logged me out one more time. And I tried to sign back in. The problem is I tried to sign back in with my Facebook because that's how I normally do it. And I am banned on Facebook until the 18th. So uh, what does that mean? It means all the things that I would normally put on Patreon, you guys get for free. So if you like any of this bullshit of me rambling on my own, because normally that's the Patreon, it's me on my own, uh, It's that's where it's going to be. After the 18th of December, this nonsense is going back. But you get another uh, an extra bonus uh, 45 minutes hour of content every week. So that's always good stuff, everybody. Oh, fucking Christ on a cracker. Like I said, I just did an hour. <laughs> and now I got to do it all over again. I'm sitting here in my living room with a wean dog sitting next to me. Sadie dog's over in her couch. Well, let's get to it, everybody. I am writing out Christmas cards. It's my yearly tradition. If you guys would like a Christmas card, get at me. I will send you a Christmas card. I just need to know your address. You think I have it? I don't have it. There are only two addresses in the world that I know. The address where I currently live and the address where I grew up. So my mom is the only one who doesn't need to give me her address because I fucking know that address. Every other address, I don't fucking know. I could have been over to your house a thousand times. Uh, I could have mailed you Christmas cards in the past. I don't keep them. The reason I don't keep them is people often move, and so they don't uh, they don't keep me updated on where they move to, or maybe they just don't want a, a Christmas card, or maybe they're dead. All right, I don't want to send a Christmas card to a dead person because the good majority of the time, the postcards that I'm sending to, the Christmas cards I'm sending to people are people I've never met. This year, my goal is to send out 500 Christmas cards. So of that 500, I legitimately know maybe 20, all right? So if you want a Christmas card, get at me, and I will send you a Christmas card, right? Simple as that. I love doing it. It's fun for me. Uh, for those who don't know the, the, the lore, the tradition of how it started, I had Christmas cards I was mailing out, and I had some extra ones. I had like five left over, and I was like, hey, what am I going to do? Just keep these till next year? I was like, let me send them out. So I put a post out on Facebook, and I said, hey, if you need a Christmas card, let me know. 
and I will get you a Christmas card. And uh, a lot of people responded. They wanted a Christmas card because they were like, oh, this is the only Christmas card I'm going to get all year. And uh, that's just super sad to me, everybody. That's super sad to me that someone's only going to get one Christmas card a year and it's going to be from some dude that they don't even really fucking know. So, can get you that Christmas card. Just get it at me. Uh, do it on the uh, the Twitter page, my Facebook Elemental Podcast page, uh, or however. If you know I'm around, uh, I will get it to you. But what I thought was funny is my my Christmas cards are very non traditional, right? I, I make them on my own. Um, I make a funny pick uh, that I put on the side of the postcard, and then I write ridiculous things on the back. It's not the traditional, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's not what it is. It's not a picture of me and my pets. It's none of that stuff at all, everybody. It's um, me just writing fucking nonsense. So, uh so when people get them, they don't necessarily know what to expect, right? Um, and they're goofy. So I got a couple messages from people. Uh, I apologize to everybody right now. My computer's slow as shit. But two people had to send me a message about it because their spouse did not know what was going on when this Christmas card showed up, Okay. Very, the first one I got was from this guy. They're both guys, both married women. This one guy, he writes me, and he goes, uh, My wife came up to me with a concerned look and says, I need you to look at something. We get a really weird postcard in the mail today, followed by three laughing emojis. And then he writes, She laughed once she knew I was expecting it. I was like, Good, good. Everything is meant to be taken in humor, right? So I get like if you're looking at it and maybe you don't know the context. But I think even if you don't know the context, if you're reading the postcard, be like, okay, this is weird and goofy. There you go. But this next one's a little bit longer. And uh, some of it's a little, the grammar's kind of goofy. So I'm going to try to clean it up. I think it's because he uses uh, talk to text because he's a truck driver. All right. So here we go. Good morning, Stu. I have to tell you something funny about the Christmas card I received from you, and I'd like to thank you for the card. My wife called me yesterday and said, you received a threat in the mail. I said, what kind of threat? She said, I don't know, but you piss somebody off. It's a card with an ugly, ugly character on it. And then she proceeds to uh, read what I had on the back, and she interpreted it as a threat. And I don't want to say what it is because if I mail you a card, I don't necessarily want to spoil it. So so I said, did you check the postmark to see if it says if it was from Grand Rapids, Michigan? She said, yes. How did you know? And I said, because that's from Stu McAllister. And occasionally when I have her in the car taking her over to the hospital in Philadelphia, I have you and Jamie on and she cracks up at your laugh. And anyway, I had a good laugh about my threatening Christmas card yesterday. I thought you might enjoy that. Thank you again, and you and Jamie have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. So that was a, it's just funny to hear people's interpretation of my card as, as being threatening 
but uh, thankfully everybody enjoys it. And uh, I take into consideration too, like if I know that you have kids in the house, I will, um, I'll not use swears because they do swear in some of the cards because they're just postcards and anybody can look at the back and read it if they want it. So, but I still try to make everything goofy. So again, if you want one, uh, let me know and I will get you one. Okay. Simple as that. Uh, if you think I hate your guts, I'll mail you one. Uh, if you hate my guts, but you still want a Christmas card, I'll mail you one. Although then I would question as to why you're listening to this podcast if you hate my guts. But whatever. Thanks for listening. Anyway, uh, pay for the Patreon. When this goes back on Patreon, that would be great. So talking about Christmas, there has been a, uh, a commercial on that maybe you've seen. It's created a stir in the advertising world, then it's created a stir with a lot of ladies, a lot of feminists, a lot of people are saying that this commercial is, um, I don't know, misogynistic is the word, but condescending, and they thought maybe it's a body shaming. And uh, if you haven't figured out what I'm talking about, it's this commercial for Peloton. And Peloton is this company that makes exercise equipment, and this commercial specifically is for one of their exercise bikes. Now, this exercise bike is not meant for the average, everyday, normal kind of dude. It's not meant for people like you and me. Like you and me, if we were to go and buy an exercise bike, we would go over to uh, Walmart or Dick's Sporting Good or uh, you know, Target or wherever, right? And we, we would buy a stationary bike for $150, $200, put it in the living room and use it while we're watching Netflix. And then after a month or two, we use it to hang our coat on or whatever, right? Like that's, that's the kind of stationary bike that you and I would get. The stationary bike, the Peloton sells, is a very expensive bike. This bike's going for over $3,000. Uh, it's got a television on it. It's you can do uh, live spin classes. It's probably got recorded spin classes. It's going to keep track of like your heart rate. It's going to keep track of all the information that you've done. It's going to log in all the hours that you've done. It's going to do all that kind of fucking nonsense. So it's a very expensive gift. It's not meant for the average everyday dude. So if you're buying this, it's because you want it, right? Simple as that. So this commercial is of this uh, this young lady, probably mid to late 20s tops. Uh, she's married. Her husband has bought her this bike. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you bought me this Peloton bike. It's awesome. And so then what it's doing is it's showing clips throughout the year of her going, I can't believe I'm getting up at six in the morning to ride a bike. And then it's her getting home from work. I can't believe I'm riding a bike at eight o'clock at night. You know, it's her just using it throughout the year. And then she's created this video montage for her husband for the next Christmas where she's like, thank you, honey. Uh, I can't believe that the positive life changes that have happened in my life because of this bike. And there you go. And that's it. And people are in an uproar about it because they're thinking, oh, maybe it's body shaming. And I'm like, body shaming? Fuck you. Fuck your mom, right? This woman was clearly a woman who was in great shape before she got the Peloton bike. Um, so there's no body shaming going there. It's body shaming you probably because you're a fat fuck who uh, who doesn't hop on a bike at all, ever. 
So you feel bad, but that's on you, not on Peloton. And, and it doesn't say, maybe this lady wanted the fucking bike, right? Again, this is not the kind of thing where it's a, a, a an impulse purchase. It's not going, well, maybe she'll like it, right? It's like, you know, you buy a $3,000 item that this person's going to like it, right? She, this is a, clearly a woman who was already going to spin classes or fucking uh, doing uh, yoga or uh, what's the other yoga type thing? God, I can't remember. It's the woman, the woman in shape. And you're the husband. So you're thinking, okay, you know her. She's going to like this shit. So I don't know why everybody's losing their fucking mind about it, right? The, here's, here's the problem that I have with more commercial. I have more problems with commercials where someone is buying someone a car, for Christmas, here, here's a car, honey. You're you're not body shaming. You're like fine. You're poor shaming me. You're shaming the fact that I can't afford to buy a thirty thousand dollar car for someone for their fucking uh, for a Christmas gift. You, the, these jewelry things where you, I got to buy a fancy ring for my girlfriend or wife or spouse or whatever, right? Like I got to do that. Like cause, you know, at the end of all these dumb jewelry commercials. It's always like, because she's worth it. F fuck you, right? You're, you're trying to guilt me into buying a $10,000 item because she's worth it, as opposed to like, I can't afford that. I can't go into debt for that, but I can buy like a $150 ring and go, here you go, honey. Th this is what I could do for you without fucking getting to an awful financial debt. Those are the commercials that if, if you're like a feminist, you should be mad at those fucking commercials. Because that's like saying like, oh, I can appease you by giving you this shiny, shiny fucking object. You should be mad at those. You know when, when someone is worth it? Not because uh, you gave them a ring, but maybe they're worth it like when they fucking eat your ass. That's when they're worth it. So fuck, fuck all these dumb commercials. So I don't know. I've seen that Peloton commercial. I don't watch a ton of television, but I still have somehow managed to see it. So you've probably seen it. But one of the things, someone's trying to spoof it or make some money off of uh, all of this buzz that's going on with Peloton because people are paying attention to it, which is, again, weird to me. More people are aware of Peloton now because of the commercial because they're mad at it. But they got the woman, the actress, who... Um, you know, this whole article that I read, I never saw what the fuck her name was. But the uh, gin, aviation gin, the liquor, which apparently is partially owned by Ryan Reynolds. How weird is that? But uh, they, uh, they got her, they hired her. And in this commercial, it's her and uh, apparently two of her friends. And they're sitting at a table at like a bar. And uh, the Peloton girl's in the middle, and she's got this thousand-yard stare on her face. She's just looking straight ahead, and they all got martini glasses in front of them, and they're all kind of like, uh, what the fuck's going on here? And one of the friends says, oh, uh, you're in a safe space here, honey. And so they do a toast, and then Peloton girl slams home the one martini, which is a drink that you don't slam, you just kind of sip it. And so then her friend was like, Jesus Christ, and gives her hers. And so the, the Peloton girl slams that one too. 
and they're like it's going to be an interesting christmas or whatever so that's the, that's the shtick of uh where we've got this girl who probably was kind of uh stepford wives uh being held against her will kind of thing and with the peloton ad of like here you go just get liquored up it'll be fine it'll be fine uh the problem i have with the ad though is the peloton girl like the actress like i don't you wouldn't recognize her to be honest everybody like if you're at an applebee's or you're at target or wherever and this woman came walking in you would not know her as the peloton girl you would not know her as the aviation gin girl you just wouldn't recognize her this she's a pretty lady but you're looking at her i mean you walk anywhere and you're going to see ladies as pretty as her or prettier so you're just like I don't, there's nothing recognizable about her so if there wasn't this uh ad or report about her doing this aviation gin it's the same actress i wouldn't have fucking known i wouldn't have known so if you don't know anything about the Peloton ad, you're probably not going to understand anything about the Aviation Gin ad. I don't think so. I don't think it's specifically that funny. I don't think it's that humorous. It'll be interesting to see where Peloton uh, waitress lady goes or, or wife goes. But it's weird how in this article it doesn't say what her name is. They just tab her Peloton girl. But why won't you give her a fucking name? Give her a fucking name. What's her name? PG, Peloton Girl. That's her name. That's what we're going to call her. PG. But sticking with that, everybody, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, the whole gift giving thing. Is this a good gift? Is this a bad gift? But there was a guy on Twitter. My computer's acting really fucking slow here, everybody. I apologize. I already did this podcast once. And uh, I didn't have problems with the computer so much then. Here we go. But there was a guy on Twitter who commented about... He purchased the Peloton for his wife three years ago. And he said uh, she didn't have a problem with it. She was not offended. His name's Albert Breer. I don't know who he is. I'm assuming he's probably a sports guy. Uh, he's got a blue check mark. But Albert Breer. But someone responded to him, and I don't know her either. Her name is Jane Slater. Blue check mark. It's got to be famous. She works for the NFL Network, so sideline reporter, whatever. There you go. But uh, she commented on it, and she wrote, An ex-boyfriend once got me a Fitbit for Christmas. So that's the kind of thing that's tracking your heart rate and calories burned and probably steps made and all that shit. And she continues, I loved it! We synced up, motivated each other, didn't hate it until he was unaccounted for at 4 a.m. and his physical activity levels were spiking on the app. Wish the story wasn't real. So that's when you start feeling bad for Jane because apparently uh, ex-boyfriend was stepping out on her and um, doing the hokey pokey with someone at 4 in the morning. And uh, there you go. It's funny to me. And again, I've never owned a Fitbit. I have owned heart rate monitors when I was doing uh, running and, and biking a whole lot. I, and back in those days, you had a strap that you wore around your chest and then it communicated with the watch. It was Timex Iron Man thing, so it did all this stuff. And uh, that's what kept track of everything, right? 
there you go. So that's what I did. And so I just can't, it can't be the same, right? I can't imagine anybody has a strap around their chest when they're having sex with someone because they're trying to keep track of their heart rate. I'm just trying to keep in the zone, honey. Trying to see how many calories I burn as I'm plowing you from behind. You know, she's thinking it's some sort of like weird kink thing, thinking he's going to put on a leather math mask with zippers. Bring him the gimp. So uh, there you go. A lot of people were commenting on it too, reporting kind of similar stories. And uh, some people were trying to justify, I think jokingly justify. Someone wrote, left in his gym shorts and was running a little late night uh, laundry. Uh, oh, someone wrote, rookie mistake, always take off the Fitbit when you go play Wii U at your buddy's house. Uh, and then someone wrote, uh, sounds like you jumped to conclusions, Jane. Maybe he was a former three-year high school football letterman like me who rises at 4 a.m. every morning to run routes and cleats. That's not, that is incorrect. Uh, 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 so some people think that uh, the Fitbit, it's going to be a hilarious a Super Bowl commercial as a result of what she posted. If that's true, I fucking hope that they uh, they credit her in some capacity or involve her in some way. Fucking throw some change at her, at least. Minimum. Minimum, am I right? Am I right? I don't know if Amazon would ever deliver a Peloton to you. I'm sure they would deliver a Fitbit. You can probably order a Fitbit. I don't know if you can order a Peloton through Amazon, but there was a a, a viral video that has gone out about one of their drivers, and it was kind of cool because normally when you think of like, oh shit, there's a viral video about an Amazon driver. It's about um, he's like throwing a package, he's kicking the package, a dog is attacking him. You know, it's you're just gonna think it's gonna be something bad like this, but this wasn't bad. It was good. It was good one. There was a woman in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, Kathy Uma is her name. And uh, what she did is she left out some snacks for the delivery drivers, like the Amazon guy, the FedEx guy, the UPS guy or whatever. She left out like a little table of stuff for the drivers. Uh, like, hey, thank you for doing it. I know you got a hard job. Appreciate it. Here's a little treat for you. So this guy, one of the Amazon drivers, came. He sees the packages. He puts them down. He sees the stuff. He's like, oh, shit. And uh, he goes through. He's like, I want to grab myself a soda and grab myself some cookies here. And he goes on his way, and everything's all good. And um, But at the very end, he does like a little dance. You know, he's like, oh, shit. I got me some cookies. Do, do, do. And he does a little dance. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, and it went viral because this one, like everybody has nowadays, has a ring. And uh, she took the video of, of the guy dropping off the deliveries and she posted it on her Facebook. And uh, so it went popular. And she was like, oh, you know, just trying to make people happy. And like, good for her, right? You know, these guys are working hard. It's a grunt job. I mean, that was part of the reason why I didn't want the fucking job because I knew post-Thanksgiving, Black Friday... This fucker's going to be out working hard all the goddamn time. Excuse me. So it's, it was nice of her to do. Although I would be fearful. Look, well, looking at this ring, 
you can see her neighborhood in the back and clearly this lady lives in a very nice area where you can leave shit out on your porch and probably not be too worried right uh me in my neighborhood i would i would be worried i don't think i could leave anything out without it being uh, pilfered in some kind of way you know, it, it reminds me of uh, Halloween of, you know, when people aren't home, but they leave out like a box of candy or whatever. Like, here, take one. No one's at home. Help yourself. But then you always would see the dumb videos because they also would have rings and you'd see some fuckers like just taking the whole thing. And it was always some fat fuck. But there was the one this year that I saw where the, the it was a kid went to the, the, the door and saw the plate and the plate was empty and felt bad. So they put some of their own candy in the plate. So good on that kid. Kudos to that kid. Fuck the fat fuck who took all the candy. So if you guys are going to leave something out. Well, let's stop. The ring stuff again, though. God damn it. Just it's creepy knowing that like you're on film everywhere. Someone is recording you at all times. Just. I don't like it. I'm not doing anything wrong, but I just don't want anyone fucking recording me all the goddamn time. So, but hey, if you get a chance to leave stuff out for your delivery drivers, go ahead and do it. You'll make their day. I know you will. And then maybe you'll find someone doing a weird jig and then you can post it on Facebook. And there you go. How, how weird would that be though, that you, you are doing something, you're just kind of goofy, whatever. And then someone has a ring and then they post it. And you're like, what the fuck? I didn't give them any kind of right to post it. Do they have the right to post it? Could they? Can they post it? I mean, they can, but should they? Eh, I don't know. Whatever. No harm, no foul. Uh, something weird happened here in Michigan. Uh, there was a, a young lady not quite 21, a couple days before her 21st birthday, she passed away. Uh, part of it was attributed to the form of birth control that she was using. She was using the Nuva Ring, which is just uh, something you insert inside your hoo-ha, and uh, there you go, right? She chose it as opposed to other forms like the pill or the, uh, what is it, the IUD, that kind of stuff. So, the problem, though, she passed away as a result of using the NuvaRing because the NuvaRing has some side effects of uh, blood clots. So apparently, she had some blood clots in her uh, in her leg and her lungs, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" So then she just had an aneurysm and lights out for this young lady. Unfortunate, not even 21. So her mom is clearly upset. And she doesn't want to sue. Her name's Carla. She doesn't want to sue Merck, M-E-R-C-K, the manufacturer of the Nuva Ring. She just wants them to take it off the shelf. I don't want another girl to die from it and have those parents feel like I do. And you can't blame her. Back in 2014, though, Merck paid out $100 million to a couple different uh, lawsuits related to the use of NuvaRing. And to me, that's just kind of weird of like, you're you're spending $100 million to settle lawsuits because of this product. Like, wouldn't you take it off the market until you could figure out like, hey, maybe we shouldn't put something out there that can cause blood clots in people. And to me, that's, uh, you know, it kind of hits home for me. I got blood clots. I got one in the leg. I got 
two in the longs. I don't even I don't even have a Nuva ring, at least that I'm aware of. I should probably check. Check that out. Maybe I got a Nuva ring. Mm. But so there we go. So that just leads you to believe, okay, that all these different kinds of birth control, there's only one. I think everybody that you can use that is absolutely 100% effective, and that is uh, anal. Just put it right in the pooper, everybody. Put it right in the pooper and no kids. You're going to have no butt babies. No kids are going to be born as a result of uh, backdoor action. Of course, we all know everybody that, uh, you know, it doesn't prevent, NuvaRing does not prevent uh, STDs, right? No, no, no form of birth control is 100% effective. Condoms are probably the best, right? But again, I'll put it in the pooper, right? No kids. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know what isn't fine is uh, there's a weird thing going on here and again in Michigan, the great state of MI where I live. Uh, when I was reading this article, this I started reading it because of the title, and the title just struck me as like, what the fuck? And it says, pet leasing would be banned in Michigan under house legislation. And I'm like going, who the fuck is uh, leasing their dog? Uh, but some people are doing it. They're getting these very expensive dogs, these dogs that will cost up to $2,000. It's just crazy. This woman, her name is Emily Habor. She didn't realize she didn't own her dog outright until about a year after she leased her poodle, Charlie, from the Barking Boutique in Granville. Habor said she assumed the payments she was making were going towards the purchase price of the dog, which cost a little over $2,000. But later she realized with interest she was paying over $6,000 if she continued the lease payments as scheduled prompting her to settle the lease and gain full ownership of her dog, paying the remaining amount in full. She was paying $214 a month for the dog. And technically, when you're leasing, technically you don't even own the dog. So if you become delinquent on these payments, um, the company can come and like repossess your dog. Now, I would be at times perfectly okay with anyone coming in and taking uh, any of my pets away, either Sadie Dog or Wean Dog or whatever. But how weird would that be that if, like, you've got just a couple months' payments left and uh, someone comes in and is like, well, you're a delinquent, we're going to take your dog, and you've owned your dog like four years. I'd be like, uh, get ready to fight, motherfucker. I'm going to kick you in the balls. Uh, and then I'm going to take this Nuva ring and shove it up your ass and you're going to get blood clots from it. How fucking awful would that be? To me, it just seems like it's a scam. And clearly it is a scam of like, if you're going to pay $2,000 for a dog and you lease it and then ultimately it's going to cost you $6,000. I mean, you got to be smarter that way, right? Like it's the same thing with a car. Of like, okay, well, is it going to be this or that? And I, but even with a car or something, you're not going to keep forever. You don't want to keep forever. You probably don't have like that emotional attachment to a car like you would a pet. But I'm going to say this out loud to all you people out there too. I don't even understand why you would spend $2,000 on a dog. Like I get people love like these fucking fancy breed dogs like the, the French Bulldog or Poodles or whatever the f Shih Tzus or whatever the fuck. 
these these what is it full bread inbred white bread you know what the fuck I, you can just go down to your kennel local shelter like i got wean dog for like 150 bucks she's a big pain in the ass she's not worth 150 bucks but she's 150 bucks and then sadie dog over there i got her for fucking free because she was an elder dog an old dog she's 10 years old when i got her so they were like, here, just take this old bag of bones. Get her out of here, man. We don't want her to die here. Let her die at your house. And I did end up paying them whatever uh, they were charging. I think it was like 200 bucks or whatever. So I gave them the 200 I would have felt guilty about not giving them anything for Sainted Dog. As much as I complain about these two dogs, I love them a whole lot. So let me know if you've ever leased a dog or would consider leasing a dog. Like I don't get Like, if you can't spend outright, if you can't pay for a dog what the dog costs right off the bat like why the fuck would you lease it why would you get it if i can't buy two thousand dollars for a dog i wouldn't fucking get it i just don't want to fucking get it it's dumb now the last story i got for you guys today is just interesting for me because uh, earlier this week, you guys all probably know that I have been banned from Facebook. Uh, it, when it, when my current ban is over, it'll be 60 out of 61 days that I will have been banned on Facebook. It's just, it's just crazy to me, but whatever. Uh, but earlier this week, I was banned on Twitter. Twitter gave me a good old 12-hour ban. And uh, when I tried to log back into Twitter and I wasn't able to do it, I was like, what the fuck? Is going on i don't understand why i'm not able to get back in and it said you've been banned because of hate speech and i'm like oh fuck not this shit again too like twitter are you talking to facebook like i don't understand what's going on with you what happened was uh these two people that i know on twitter actually i know one and she was commenting with another they were talking about our fine fine president donald trump and for those who listen, no, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. He can do whatever he's going to do, and you can like it or you cannot like it, right? I'm not a huge fan. But my response to what their tweet was, I wasn't tweeting at Donald Trump. I was just talking to these two people. I said, he's a punk-ass bitch, or maybe he's a bitch-ass punk either way. And that was the tweet. And uh, for those who are familiar with the comedy world, uh, that actually was a joke from Ralphie May. He would talk about a, bunk, a punk-ass bitch or a bitch-ass punk. And it's just kind of funny to me of like how they're like completely different or they're supposed to be completely different. It's just silly. It's silly, right? But Twitter deemed it as hate speech. And I'm like, ah, oh, fucking Christ. So I had to uh, delete the post and then uh, be banned for 12 hours. So I was like, all right, it was like 6 o'clock in the evening. So I'm like, all right, from 6 in the evening to 6 in the morning, I'm not on Twitter. I probably wasn't going to be on Twitter anyway. So fine, there you go. But it's just another dumb thing. But um, last year, this guy did something uh, a little different. He, But on Twitter, this guy, his name is uh, Brandon... Zabrowski, there's a lot of weird names in this uh, article, and I'm going to get them all fucking wrong. But Brandon, 
He's 35 years old, and he put out an awful tweet last year. And I went to go check out this guy because I thought, okay, maybe this guy is a comedian. Uh, I did a Google search on him. Couldn't really find anything on him. I did find his uh, Instagram page. He's only got like 150 followers. So uh, if he is a comedian, he's doing a really shitty job of what he does. But uh, he's not a comedian. I looked at his stuff. This guy's not a comedian. He's just whatever he is. But he had a tweet out last year. July 2nd of last year, he tweeted out, I am broke, but I will scrounge and literally give $500 to anyone who kills an ICE agent. At me, seriously, who else can pledge? Get in on this, let's make this work. And that was his tweet. So we probably all know who ICE agents are. These are the uh, immigration officers who round up uh, illegal uh, immigrants and to ship them back home so a lot a lot of uh, political issues going on with these people as well i'm not a huge fan of ice but uh, but there you go so he's saying that he will give up 500 dollars to anyone who kills so uh he was cleared though he finally all this legal nonsense he was cleared because he was arrested for it for the threat but he was cleared by a federal jury of using interstate and foreign commerce to transmit a threat after a week of testimony at the U.S. District Court in Boston. If he had, if he had been convicted, Zeobrowski, he faced up to five years in jail and a potential $250,000 fine. Because I think we can all agree, everybody, that what he did was a threat. But uh, when the court was over, he said, I'm glad the ordeal is done. Uh, it seemed like the right verdict. It's been a horrible year. I'm glad it's over, he said as he walked out of the court with his family and lawyer. His lawyer, and I'm going to screw up the lawyer's name, is Deregi Demissi, D-E-R-E-G-E, Deregi, Derej, Demissi, D-E-M-I-S-S-I-E. I'm going to say Demissi. This uh, Demissi said the case never should have gone this far. The government turned a tweet that was made in just a hyperbolic political statement into a federal case. And like, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think it's hyperbolic, right? I mean, you don't know who this dude is. I don't know if he's kidding or not. You cannot make threats against people like that to kill, to, to maim, to hurt, to whatever. But a jury, a jury disagreed with with me. Uh, let's see. Demisi argued that Zembrowski's comments were constitutionally protected political speech. I'm not sure about that. And the prosecution of his client was blown out of proportion. This is a guy who tweets about all kinds of things and says outrageous things. And I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't go look because Twitter. They probably did the right thing, and they deleted his account. His account is gone. And But I can't tell that the person's not a comedian. They weren't saying comedian things. There was not a comedic tweet. There's nothing about it that, that was kind of funny, and there was nothing about it that made me believe this guy was kidding. So Assistant U.S. Attorney Stephanie Siegman pushed back in Zabrowski's defense, saying that the tweet constituted a true threat not protected by First Amendment. It's like yelling fire in a uh, movie theater. I wonder if I could tweet fire from in a movie theater. I should do that and just see what happens. 
Uh, she said the defendant's words were clear and unambiguous and put the lives of law enforcement at risk. This is not protected speech. That That is a solicitation to commit murder. Because true, because what if there was some dude who, who was there who read it and took it, who did take it seriously and go, if I kill some fucker, I'm going to get $500. Uh, the lawyer said Zabrowski's tweets were not in any way sarcastic or joking. And I, I would agree. I didn't take it in any kind of joking kind of way. So, uh, but the lawyer, uh, where's where's the lawyer's response? Not the lawyer, the judge's response. Going slow. This thing is going slow. Because the the judge, the judge said something dumb. Uh, here we go. I'm finding it. There you go. Uh, Judge Denise Casper. Here we go. Ready? Denise Casper told jurors that the main question they faced was if Zabrowski was intended to communicate a viable threat against officers or if the threat could at least be interpreted that way by others. 100% yes. She noted that a true threat does not include caustic or sharp political attacks as such comments are protected speech. There was no political attack. There was no caustic or sharp uh, political attack there at all. In response to the acquittal, U.S. Attorney Andrew Lelling sent a press release that they accept the jury's verdict, but maintained the tweet was a threat to federal officers. And uh, he goes on to say over 100 uh, officers are killed, were killed uh, last year. So the public needs to know that regardless of today's verdict, we will never hesitate to prosecute apparent threats against law enforcement officers. So it's unfortunate. I have a, a buddy of mine on Facebook who gets banned a whole bunch because of threats and and i'll say it you know uh you can't whether you agree with ice people or not or judges or not or people who own a pharmaceutical companies like merck like if I, the nuva ring people like if i was the mom i was like fuck the merck guy we need to kill this motherfucker you, you can't do that and the same thing like the pro-life people like we need to kill abortion doctors fuck you you can't you can't say that you might think it but you can't post it you can't encourage it we talked about it the other day uh on the on the thursday podcast with that fucking lunatic lady the pro-life lunatic lady who's going to get out and more than likely will create carnage but fuck uh so just be careful on social media everybody don't don't say you want someone to die don't threaten to kill anybody okay thank you don't don't do that uh, i got some good news yesterday uh for those who are unaware i work for the west michigan whitecaps the baseball team but specifically i just sell dip and dots ice cream delivery driver but I'm looking for a new job because I need a job that's going to uh, be more regular and provide me health insurance and all that good stuff. The job is offering me, the Divinots job, offering me a raise and health insurance. So I'm going to have to look it over. They gave me some stuff to look at. But then i got to look at two of... I mean, that's all fine and dandy, too. But, uh, you know, there also needs to be, like, a crude time off and, and you know, vacation and sick days and, and all this shit, all, all that kind of nonsense that goes into, like, a real job, right? It needs to be there. It, and that's I, Give me more responsibility. I'm fine with it. I'll fucking take the responsibility. But we need to look at all this other shit, too. So who knows? Maybe I'll continue with Dippin' Nuts for a while. we got to figure this shit out. But I can't. I can't keep doing the same job. I can't. I kill myself. But I won't. I won't put that on. Um, 
I won't put that on social media. I'll get banned. So, but that's it, everybody. That is the podcast. Again, get at me if you would like a uh, Christmas card. Give me your address. I'll mail you one. I got like 250 more. I'll mail it out to you. Um, if you like this podcast in any kind of way, it's going to go back to Patreon. It's just five bucks a month. I know it's a lot. Patreon wouldn't let me go any lower. I wanted to go lower. Wouldn't let me do it for whatever reason. So there we go on that. And then um, please go like the fan page on Facebook and Twitter, Elemental Podcast. We're doing the Christmas song uh, brackets. So go vote for your favorite Christmas songs. We got 32 Christmas songs up. We'll whittle it down to eight, or sorry, 16 on Monday. And that's it. I got to go pee. So I'm going to end it right there on that, everybody. Uh, have yourself a good Saturday. We'll see you guys on Monday for the free podcast. Uh, get at me about the Christmas cards. All right, we'll see you. Come out.